It's, uh, it's a start to a new year, but what's interesting is for all the things that change on the calendar, there's a lot that stays the same, right? Uh, a lot of challenges, a lot of difficulty. As a matter of fact, this moment I want to speak to one of my dear friends who I know this morning is, is battling that virus, and I just want you to know, man, I am praying for you. You're going to overcome this, and you're going to whip it, and you're going to get back to your strength. So a dear friend of mine, praying for him, for his family this morning. And for all of you who have been impacted by it, there are many people who have been impacted um, by that, uh, by other things in this world. Uh, and likewise, even personally, there's been a lot of challenges over the last year. And, and it would be wrong for the church to not acknowledge that. Uh, it would be wrong for Christians to not find an answer beyond um, just the uh, superficial things that the world is giving us. As a matter of fact, uh, Pastor Noah, who did a fine job last week, introduced this series called Healthy Living. And healthy living uh, is not about making New Year's resolutions to get better at something. I I've learned something through this past year and in, in this shut down in, in personal challenges, in the political turmoil that we're seeing in our nation, there are answers that we need that are not of this world. There are answers that we need that are beyond human strength, beyond human intelligence, beyond human emotion, beyond human ability to accomplish things. All of those things are good and they make us who we are, created in the image of God, able to accomplish great things. But there are answers that are better. There are answers that are stronger. And so as we start into 2021, uh, this series that we have planned together for you and Pastor Noah introduced last week is about healthy living. And as you know, one of the verses that became a foothold for me, a anchor for my soul during this season of life that we have come out of in 2020, is that Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. That's what Jesus said. And when you think about what Jesus said, he gave us a key for how you and I, as followers of him, can live healthy in this world in spite of everything else that's going on around you or going on within you or going on in your particular season or setting. Jesus gave you and I, as believers and followers of him, the key on how you can live healthy. And it's not about just hitting a gym this year and shedding a few extra pounds, or eating clean and eating healthy, which a lot of people will emphasize those things. Those things can be good for you, but even as Pastor Noah introduced last week, bodily discipline is only good for a little bit of your health. It is a fragment of who you are. Should you take care of it? Yes. There's a week where we're going to talk about that. But there's so much more to who you are in learning to live healthy. And today, I want to talk to you about the first part of what Jesus says. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart. And today, I want to talk to you about your heart. How do you have a healthy heart? How do you guard your heart? 
And so I want to give you one verse. Solomon wrote this verse, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. When we think of setting it up with loving the Lord your God with all of your heart, this is what Solomon writes in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Verse 23 in the New International Version. I'm going to read it in a few ways, and I want you to catch how powerful it is that you guard your heart. How healthy living means that we guard what is within us in our hearts. The New International Version says this, Above all else, above all else, guard your heart. For everything that you do flows from it. Everything that you do flows from your heart. The New Living Translation, it reads this way. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Your heart determines the course of your life. The King James Version, it says it this way. I like this. Keep thy heart with all diligence. Working on it with all diligence. Keep thy heart. For out of it are the issues of life. All of the issues of life, they come out of how healthy your heart is. The New King James Version, it says it this way. Keep your heart with all, diligent, with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. What a beautiful picture. All of the issues of life, based on how healthy your heart is and your love for God is, all of the issues of life, they spring. They bounce out of a healthy heart. The New American Standard Version, it says this. Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. So when you need life to flow in the right direction, it's all about whether your heart is right and you've guarded it well and you have a healthy heart that is in love with the Father. Noah talked about that. Last one, the Christian Standard Bible says this, guard your heart above all else for it is the source of life. Guard your heart above all else for your heart is the source of life. When Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength, he gave us a key on how to live healthy. And listen, we've lived in a broken world now for a long time, and we've experienced a lot of emotions, a lot of feelings, a lot of thoughts, a lot of things that are going on. But it's all about managing where your heart is. And if your heart is in the right place, and you guard your heart with what God has given, you can overcome, and you can move forward through any season of life. So here's the life lesson today. It's very simple. It's straight scripture. And each week, I'm going to give you something as we work through heart, soul, mind, and strength. Who you are, who I am, who we've been made to be by our Father in heaven. Today, we'll talk about this. And the life lesson is, guard your heart. Guard your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the wellsprings of life. That's another translation that I love, the Berean Study Bible, but I thought what a great 
way to frame what we'll talk about today with our heart. Guard your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the wellsprings of life. In other words, the well-being of your life. The springs of life that come from having a heart where it is well with your soul and with your Father. Guard your heart with all diligence. See, here's what happens in our world. And this is why this verse has become an anchor for me in the months that have passed. Um, the world is complicated, but Jesus is not. And what happens for us as human beings is that we will give our hearts away to the wrong things. We will give our hearts away to the wrong people. We will give our hearts away to the wrong settings in this world. And every time you give a piece of your heart away to the wrong thing, the wrong person, the wrong setting... You are setting yourself up for more of a challenge in this world and less of a healthy life. We know this as people. It is true of our existence. We give our love away. We give our love away to our pursuits, the things that we are passionate about. We give our love away to the people that are around us. Um, if you're married, you give your love away to your spouse, right? And your spouse gives that in return. You give that to your children. Your children give that in return. And those are healthy examples. But there are also unhealthy examples where you will give yourself away more and more. And ultimately, it costs you your health, your heart health. And heart health is important. There are some of you who, uh, that is your profession. Your profession is all about physical heart health and that's important that is a part of your strength but the bible actually talks about the part of you where your feelings your emotions your being your real self your real self help comes from and that's your heart and he tells us solomon who is a great reminder of what it means to be wise. He lived through life and he tells us, listen, guard your heart with all diligence for out of your heart, that's where your well-being, that's where the wellsprings of life they come from. So why would we guard our heart? Why is heart health an important part of living healthy in the world today? Why is that? Well, there's a few things that I'll read this morning that I think are important. And I just give you a few verses that we can follow along with. Um, the first one, why, why is it important to guard our hearts if we want to live healthy in this world, in our relationship with the Father and with the people around us? How do we do it right? Well, number one, the reason it's important to guard our hearts is it is bent toward evil, period. Your heart is bent toward evil, period. Pastor, wow, what a great encouraging word to begin 2021. Can we get Noah back up here? He, he made us feel better last week, right? Um, no, no, here's the thing. Um, 
in our lives, we are told so many times in this world, follow your heart. But that's worldly wisdom. And what I've discovered is that if I follow my heart anywhere other than where the Lord is directing, flowing the wellsprings of life in my relationship with him, if I follow my heart anywhere else, it crumbles. It gets fragmented. It gets hurt. Um, I hurt. I go through emotional turmoil. Is that true of you as well? Anytime we follow our heart, which is the popular wisdom of our world, it usually leads us to a place that is selfish, that is self-destructive, that is something that is about me and therefore it is prideful, not humble. And when I go through those moments in life, I find that my personal heart health suffers. The heart is desperately wicked, the Bible says. Jeremiah 17, 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Other translations say the heart is sick. Who can understand it? Well, there's only one person that can truly understand our wiring and our DNA and make something good of it. And it is the Father. It is the Lord Jesus. It is the work of His Holy Spirit to redeem a fallen, broken heart. And in our lives, there are all kinds of experiences that will challenge us as people. They will challenge our heart. And the only one that can make sense of the wiring within us is the one who's made us. The one who knows us better than we know ourselves. It is the Father. And to walk in a healthy relationship with a heart that loves the Lord our God with all of our heart. It means that we have to guard our heart recognizing that our heart, it is bent toward evil, period. Naturally, fleshly, and yes, we are human. We are created in the image of God, but yet we are fallen and broken. And therefore, if we don't check our hearts and our focus on the Father, then the slide and the bent in life is in the wrong direction. And when you go in the wrong direction... The flow is not toward the wellsprings of life. The flow is toward something that becomes harmful to you personally. So we have to guard our hearts. That's reason number one. Reason number two. Why would Solomon say to you and I, guard your heart and focus your heart on loving the Father? Well, secondly, unbridled, it leads toward insanity and living death. Your heart, because it is desperately sick and because no one can really understand it, my heart, unbridled, unchained, untethered to the Father, and Jesus saying, love the Lord your God with all of your heart. When he says that, what he's acknowledging is that untethered to him, unbridled to the Lord, the heart just goes in the wrong direction and it leads toward insanity and living death. Solomon echoes this. One of the books that I've read during the last season of 
time was the book of Ecclesiastes. Lord, how do you make sense of all that's going on there? And Proverbs um, is great wisdom from Solomon. Ecclesiastes tells you how to get by when it doesn't seem like the world's going your direction. And one of the things that Solomon says in Ecclesiastes 9.3 is this. There is an evil in everything that is done under the sun. Have you seen evil at work in the world in the last season of life, perhaps? I mean, it doesn't take much but to look around the country in the last few days and to see the bent of humanity. It doesn't matter where you're going to stand in your spectrum. You will see the bent of humanity. And hearts untethered to the Lord, they lead toward insanity and they lead toward living death. Solomon says there's evil in everything that is done under the sun. And there is one fate for everyone. Furthermore, the hearts of the sons of mankind. And yes, ladies, um, sons implies you as well. So that would be sons and daughters. You're not exempt. I know that all the ladies in here and all the ladies online, you are holy. Um, it's the men with the problem. I get it, right? Um, okay, I'll stop right there. Uh-huh. Because some of you are going, uh-huh, I know the truth about me too, right? It is within the hearts of all humanity. They are full of evil and insanity is in our hearts through our lifetime. And afterwards, we go to death. A heart unchecked, the reason Solomon would say this to us, and the reason Jesus would say, hey, if you want to simplify your faith, love the Lord your God with your heart. A heart unchecked leads toward a life that just gets crazy and not in a good direction. It becomes unbridled. It becomes unchained. It gets all loose all over everything, untethered to the way that God has created us to function in health. And when we begin to become unhealthy in our loves in this world, then we start living death, living death. Solomon acknowledges that. What a wise individual because he realizes that a heart unchained leads toward destruction every time. Now, I realize that you're going, man, this is, again, this isn't one of those, man, I'm going to make it through 2021 and be excited. I'm getting there, okay? But you have to realize what all the turmoil of this world that we're seeing both in the seasons past. And yes, the calendar changed, but nothing changed. The calendar changed, but nothing changed. So if nothing changed, how do you change? If nothing in the world changed, then how do you guard your heart? Well, we begin to realize that, yeah, this, there's this bent. And yes, there's this craziness that can happen. And yes, it creates destruction, living death. And Solomon helps us see that. There's a third reason as well why we want to guard our hearts. And it's this. The heart. The cunning of the heart knows no end. The heart's cunning, it knows no end. Earlier we realized it was deceitful, it's tricky, it's cunning. And in Psalm verse 64, uh, chapter 64 verse 6, it says, As they plot their crimes, they say, We have devised the perfect plan. Yes, the human heart and the mind are cunning. That's the New Living Translation. The human heart and the mind are cunning. 
Um, hey, listen, I'll, I'll go on record because I know that um, none of you in the room and none of you online have ever had a cunning heart to get your way. Never. You've never tried to do something um, that would be sinful. You've never tried to trick your parents, right? Um, you've never tried to trick your employer. You've never done anything like that, right? But I, I have some moments in life where I can look and I can go, my heart was cunning. Like, like this one moment in, in high school, I, I now have a teenage driver. Um, and, and parents, it's very humbling um, to try to be honest with your teenage driver, um, to tell them some of the mistakes that you made so that they won't do that, right? Um, and so recently I was telling my teenage driver about one of the moments where I was cunning, where I told my parents I would be in one place, but I was in another. And, and then the vehicle uh, stopped on me. And I had no way to cover for the scenario that I was in, right? Now, I had a great cunning plan with some of my friends to do something really fun. But then when it didn't work out for any of us, they were all like, hey, um, why don't you call your parents? Why don't you call your dad? Because our dads will kill us. I'm like, bro, uh-uh, like... I'm going to die here. You understand this. Cunning. We're all cunning in some capacity, right? And that's why you can't just say totally with freedom, just go with your heart. What does your heart say? Because the heart is cunning. And it's a part of who we are. And that's why healthy living requires that we guard our hearts with all diligence because the well springs of life, your well-being, a good direction, God's blessing comes from a heart that is focused on loving God. Because God is the one who will never break your heart. God is the one who will never let you down. God is the one who knows who you are, what your challenges, struggles, details of your life are. And he loves you perfectly. And the whole healthy living that Jesus gives us this model for of loving that God back is how we get our hearts in check. So how do you do that? If we know that we have a problem, well, how do we solve the problem? And here's the good news. Because you can get your heart moving in the right direction. How would I guard my heart and teach it to love the Lord my God? Well, number one, you guard your heart when you hear and you heed the voice of God. One of the clearest and easiest ways for you to guard your heart is to both hear and to heed the voice of God. What I've discovered, and perhaps some of you have as well, is that the moments when I hear the voice of God and I heed what he says, my heart goes in the right direction. But when I hear the voice of God and I don't listen, my heart begins to wander. That is a principle that is true of life for all of us. 
The problem is not hearing what someone who loves you says to you. The problem is heeding. Think about it. Moms and dads, you get this with your kids. How many times over and 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 over again do you tell your children the right thing to do? Grandparents, how many times, and I'm not going to go through over as many times as I just did, but you get the point. How many times do you tell them, this is how life works? How many times do you tell them? And yet, what is one of the greatest challenges of existence as a parent or a grandparent or even as an individual? It's not hearing. It's heeding. And heeding is why Jesus would say over and over again, he or she who has ears, listen. He or she who has ears, pay attention. In Luke chapter 8, verse 15, this is what the Bible says. There's this parable of the soil. And I have taken a verse from that. It says this, the seed in the good soil. The seed in the good soil. These are the ones who have heard the word with a good and virtuous heart. And they hold it firmly. The seed in the good soil. These are the ones who have heard the word with a good and virtuous heart. And they hold it firmly. And they produce fruit with perseverance. They produce fruit. A heart that loves the Lord our God and that is guarded to focus on Him is the kind of heart that hears what He says to us and does it. A heart that hears what God says. And hearing what God says is not difficult. There are so many ways that we can hear the voice of God. The most clear and safe and obvious way is the scripture. What God says through his word is clear and cut and obvious. It's there. And so to hear that is not a problem. But we have a struggle to heed it, don't we? And sometimes our heeding is, oh, well, I'm intimidated by what it says. I, I don't know where to start. I don't know where to read. And, oh, well, that's confusing to me. Um, yep, that's one of those steps toward not heeding. But, but there are other ways that God is obvious to us as well. For example, there are times in my life where, um, because I know what his word says, but I'm not sitting at my desk or in my quiet space reading his word, but I'm out in the world and I have something come my way and I will hear the voice of the Holy Spirit say and then fill in the blank. Hey, don't go this direction. Don't think this way, right? Don't make this choice. Or, or, hey, this is what I want you to do. Share the message here. Take this step. Take this action. Hearing is the easy part. Heeding is not. And a protected, guarded, strong, healthy heart hears the Word of God and heeds the Word of God. Acts upon what the Lord says. And those are the good and the virtuous hearts who hold the word firmly. And look, they produce fruit. 
They receive blessings. They have good things that happen to them through perseverance. Having a healthy heart requires perseverance. It doesn't happen naturally. It's easy to hear, but it's difficult to heed. And therefore, perseverance means we have to work at it. We have to work at not just receiving what God says to us, but practicing what God says to us. And the more that we persevere in that, therefore then good things happen. And the heart gets stronger, healthier, more focused on loving God. Here's a second way that you can guard your heart. First, hearing and heeding what God would say. Secondly, treasure what is good. Treasure what is good. Luke chapter 6, verse 45, it says this. The good person, out of the good treasure of his heart, produces good. And the evil person, out of his evil treasure... Produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart, life flows. A good person treasures good. An evil person treasures evil. Now listen, don't get your feelings hurt and don't read into that. I'm not out here making a statement about that there are good people and there are evil people, and you're one or the other, right? But the Bible is pretty clear that what flows from our heart reveals one or the other. It's either good or it's evil. Treasures either come out that are beneficial treasures, or treasures come out that turn to dust, to nothing. And what we treasure in our heart determines the strength of our heart, the health of our heart, and therefore, to guard your heart, to become stronger as a follower of Jesus, means that the treasures of the things that are important to you, they need to be the good ones. Treasure what is good in your life. So can you define right now, in this moment, some things that God has done for you that are good? It's the good treasures when you hold on to those in your heart. The good treasures that God has provided, given. Those are the things that are going to strengthen your faith. They are going to increase your love. They are going to cause you to focus more on what God has done for you. And they're going to keep your heart, which is bent toward evil, in check. And I'm able to do that. You're able to do that. We're able to do that. When we treasure the good. When we treasure the good of what God has given. In the midst of the bad, in the midst of the challenge, what is the good? I mean, I can look back on 2020 and I can see in the midst of a lot of challenge, a lot of good. And I thank God for the good. I thank God for the good. And when I start 2021, I know, heart check, heart check. Because if 2021 looks like 2020, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, the world's burning up and all that. No. Heart check. What's good? God, where are you at work? What are you doing? Treasuring what is good strengthens your love for the Lord and strengthens your heart. Number three, here's a third way for you to guard your heart and strengthen it. It's very simple. Get back to Jesus. 
get back to Jesus. It was Jesus who said in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and he references it in the Gospel of John, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Someone came up to him and said, Jesus, the whole faith thing, the whole religion thing, it's complicated. He said, no, it's not. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Get back to Jesus. And in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 16 and 17, the Apostle Paul writes this, May our Lord Jesus Christ, may our Lord Jesus Christ, watch this, may he, he himself and God our Father who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope, May he encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and in word. May Jesus do that for you. And look at the power of the words that are listed there. When we get back to Jesus, look at what comes from a healthy heart. When we think of the heart, what do we think of first of all? I love you, right? We think of love. But real love flows from the Father. Real love flows from a healthy heart. Love, God loved us. Grace, God gave us. Encouragement, have you needed any encouragement? Well, a healthy heart brings encouragement to you and to others around you. And that's important. Hope. What about hope? Have you needed hope? I have found that a lot of people need hope in the last season of life and moving ahead. Where does hope come from? When you get back to Jesus. Encouragement, we mentioned that. Strength. Your hearts are strengthened. Your good deeds begin to flow. Your words become better. These are the things that occur from a heart that is guarded and that is protected and that is back in its focus on Jesus. Number four. What's a fourth way that you and I can guard our heart? I think this one is very important. Um, this one actually, I think, is the reason that many of our hearts wander. And if you want to keep your heart from going the wrong directions and to stay healthy and strong, you have to let God satisfy you. You have to let God satisfy the desires of your heart. For many of us, what happens in life is we sing that song, I can't get no satisfaction, right? And we never will. You never will with a heart that is untethered to the Lord. You can't. A heart untethered to the Lord is sick. It's cunning. It's insane. It's living death. It is wicked and no one can understand it. Therefore, to guard it means that I have to find my satisfaction in my relationship with the Lord. This past week, uh, as you know, I was away this past Sunday and and I, I was away with a moment that I like to take and, and I like to pray at the beginning of a new year and just kind of focus my heart. And um, where I was, um, it was snowing and there was ice and it was amazing. <laughs> and it's funny because uh, some of my friends this past week was like, man, it's, it's cold here. I'm like, no, 
it's not cold here because I was out in it early and I was in it all day and I was out in it late and it was like this wonderful winter wonderland where I mean I, at moments I was singing the uh, theme song from Frozen right it was that cold it was like somebody has cast a spell on the world and everything is ice it's the way it looked and it was amazing and as I was out there and I could watch my breath go in and breathe out. As I could see the world that is different from the world that we see and know today. As I could feel the chill of the air on my spine. And as I tried to accomplish certain goals as I was out there in nature and, and, and just come to this sense of peace. The most satisfying moment of that is I knew that God was with me. I wasn't alone. I wasn't afraid. I wasn't stressed. Thank God I wasn't watching the news. <laughs> I was in touch with the one who satisfies my soul. And the best way that I can tell you for you to guard your heart is to let the Lord satisfy you. He's very satisfying for what makes you, you. Proverbs 14, 14. The backslider in heart will be filled with his or her own ways. The backslider of heart will be filled with his or her own ways. But a good man, a good woman, they will be satisfied from above. A good man, a good woman, they will be satisfied from above. When you let the Lord satisfy you, one of my favorite verses, Psalms 37 verse 4, delight yourself in the Lord first, and he will give you the desires of your heart second. Second. But what do we do? We flip that. Um, delight myself in myself. And maybe I can trick God into giving me what I want. It won't work. That's a cunning, deceitful heart. But when you love the Lord your God with all of your heart, you're willing to say, God, I'm going to trust you to satisfy what's really within inside of me. And when you open yourself up to that, you will find these exhilarating moments of where he's present and he's real. And no one else is around and no one else is there. But you know God is at work and he's satisfying you. He's satisfying what makes you you. He's walking with you. He's speaking to you. He becomes closer to you than you could have ever imagined. You and God, you, be, you become tight. You're together in this. And a heart that's connected to him that way? That's a strong heart. That's a heart that's able to say, okay, world, come on. I got this. I can do this. I can overcome because he's satisfying me with things from above. Isn't that good? And the fifth and the final way that you and I can learn to guard our heart is to find our joy in him. To find your joy in him. You see, the, the challenge of a distracted, of a weak heart is that we try to find joy in the things of the world. What we really find in the things of the world is momentary happiness. I mean, that happiness, it may last a day, it may last a week, 
It may last three years. It may last 30. But there are moments where challenges come and happiness is, is kind of like the market. It goes up and then it crashes. And then it goes up and then it crashes. Life goes up and then it crashes. That's kind of what happens for many people. But joy, joy is the eternal, constant, abiding presence of God always with you in your life. And to have a strong heart is to find joy in Him. Proverbs 17, 22. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit, it dries up the bones. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit, it will dry you up. And I know that there are moments when our hearts begin to wander that lead toward brokenness, broken spirits, broken bones, broken hearts. But a heart that finds its joy in the presence of the Almighty, of a God who is constant, who never changes, who always loves who works out his best and his plan and he gives mercy and he gives grace and he's with you and he walks with you and he talks with you. That God, that's the one who makes our hearts healthy, strong. And that's why Jesus said, if you want to live healthy, if you want to have a strong faith, if you want life to work for you when it's not working for everyone else love the Lord your God with all of your heart so how's your heart today because if there's anything moving into 2021 it would be to guard your heart for out of your heart that's where the wellsprings of your life will flow from. Can I pray for you? Father, I thank you today for all of your family and for all of my friends. We are but dust. Lord, we are people whose hearts are bent in the wrong direction. We are people who, even on our best days, Lord, we find ourselves even the worst. In the midst of that, Lord, today I want to pray with everyone, both here and online. Lord, tame our hearts. Tether our hearts. Chain our hearts to you. And as we make this offering today of our hearts up to you, God, would you begin to satisfy? Would you begin to bring joy? Would you begin to speak in a way that we desire to heed? Would you do these good things for all of those who love you with all of their heart? It's in Jesus' name.
I pray. Amen. It's good, isn't it? And it's simple. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart. So what do you think we're going to talk about next week? Your soul. What about your soul? I'll go on and give you a teaser. What does it profit a man or a woman to gain the whole world and yet lose your soul? Gosh, we were made in His image. And to be healthy means that we love with our heart. And I can't wait to talk with you about your soul. Our soul next week is so important. And so I'm grateful for you being attentive, both in the room as we continue to practice safety, both in this room here, and for those of you who are utilizing this moment in time online, be faithful. Don't quit. Persevere as we just read about and continue to be connected because that will strengthen you. You will live in a healthy way this upcoming year regardless of what happens because you are a follower and a child of God. So continue to stay connected. Thank you for being faithful in your giving. Not only today, but I want to tell you something. We are finishing some details over the next couple of weeks. And I want to tell you the giving of this past year in 2020 is staggering. By the faithfulness of God and the faithfulness of God's people, it's staggering. I cannot wait to share it with you because it's important. Do not let up. Don't let up. For those of you who have the opportunity to do that online, that is a resource for you. Don't let up. And for those of you in the room, we still have ways for you to give as you leave today. It's important. And here's what I've seen through 2020. Though it's all gotten more challenging and things have gotten more difficult, more people have tuned in and more people have come to know the Lord. And the church has grown. And the church has grown because we won't quit. We won't quit. Why? Healthy hearts. So you ready to walk out of here or to move forward today with a healthy heart? Love the Lord your God with all of your heart. God bless you and we'll see you again soon.